Chapter Nine, Part Two, of More Love to Thee: The Life and Letters of Elizabeth Prentice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. More Love to Thee: The Life and Letters of Elizabeth Prentice by George Prentice. Chapter Nine, Part Two. How she earned her sleep writing for young converts about speaking the truth meeting of the general assembly in the church of the covenant reunion dede's and strawberry shortcake enacting the tiger getting ready for dorset letters this year was one of the busiest of her life and it were hard to say which was busiest her body or mind her hand heart or brain this relentless activity was caused in part by the increasing difficulty of obtaining sleep incessant work seemed to be in her case a sort of substitute for natural rest and a solace for the loss of it she alludes to this constant struggle with insomnia in a letter to miss warner dated may ninth if you knew the whole story you would not envy my power of driving about so much you can lie down and sleep when you please I must earn my sleep by hard work, which uses up so much time that I wonder I ever accomplish anything. I believe that God arranges our various burden and fits them to our backs, and that he sets off a loss against a gain, so that while some seem more favored than others, the mere aspect deceives. I have to make it my steady object throughout each day, so as to spend time and strength as to obtain sleep enough to carry me through the next it is thus i have acquired the habit of taking a large amount of exercise which keeps me out of doors when i am longing to be at work within you say i seem to be always in a flood of joy well that too is seems i think i know what joy in god means though perhaps i only begin to know but i am a weak creature i fall into snares and get entangled not nearly so often as i used to but still do get into them i have a perfect horror of them the thought of having anything come between god and my soul makes me so restless and uneasy that i hardly know which way to turn i have been very much absorbed of late in various interests and am sure that they have contrived to occupy me much too much pressing cares do sometimes and oh how ashamed i am do write for young inquirers if your heart prompts you to do it i don't know what to think of your suggestion that in writing for young converts i should impress it upon them to speak the truth it seems to me just like telling them not to commit murder and that would be absurd do christians cheat and tell lies i have a great aversion to writing about such things if children are not trained at home to be upright and full of integrity it can't be that books can rectify that loss you may reply that home training is defective in thousands of cases yes that is true but i have a feeling that truth and honesty must spring from a soil early prepared for them and that a young person who is in the habit of falsehood is not a christian and needs to go back to first principles i can't endure subterfuges misrepresentation and the like the whole foundation looks wrong when people indulge themselves in them and to say to a christian 
i hope you are truthful is to my mind as if i should say to him i hope you wash your face and hands every day now if your observation says i am wrong let's know i am open to conviction to mrs h b smith new york may twenty fourth eighteen sixty nine it has just come to me that the true way to enjoy writing and to have you enjoy hearing is to keep a sort of journal where little things will have a chance to speak for themselves we are now in the midst of general assembly mr stearns is here and we have sprinklings of ministers to dine and to tea at all sorts of odd hours i can't help loving what is christlike in people whether i like their natural characters or not after all what else is there in the world worth much love my katie seems to be ploughing her way with more or less success and making friends and foes you who helped me fashion her would be interested in the letters i get from wives showing that the want of demonstration in men is a widespread evil under which women do groan being burdened entre nous mrs dr blank is one and i got a letter to-day from michigan to the same effect we are having delightful weather for the meetings yesterday morning dr john hall preached in our church and it was crammed full to overflowing lou s has decided to study theology we are all glad he and i have got quite acquainted of late and talk most learnedly together did i tell you i have translated a german dramatic poem in five acts miss anna nevin says i have done it extremely well i don't know about that but my whole soul got into it somehow and i did not know whether i was in the body or out of it for two or three weeks i wish i could do things decently and in order there is to be a great party at apollo hall this evening for both assemblies i am going and expect to get tired to death twenty sixth it was a brilliant scene at apollo hall everybody was there and the hall was finally adapted to the purpose of accommodating the two thousand people present the speeches were very poor i went to the prayer meeting this morning the church was full galleries and all and the spirit was excellent many men shed tears in speaking for reunion and from what mr stearns reports of the meeting of the committee last night union may be considered as good as restored you will hear nothing else from me it is all i hear talked about monday thirty first hot as need be dr b of brooklyn dined with us said he never ate strawberry shortcake before and was reading katie it is awful to think how many dds are doing it eating shortcake i mean of course hope the assembly will wind up tonight june fifth we are so glad you have got to la tour and find it pleasant there and that you have met dr and mrs guthrie and that they have met you instead of the blowsy tozy american woman who make one so ashamed of them if i wasn't going to dorset i should wish i were going where you are but then you see i am going to dorset i've been to the central park with mrs blank who talked in one steady stream all the way i was sleepy and the carriage very noisy and take it altogether what a farce life is sometimes the intercourse of human beings outsides touching outsides the heart and soul lying to all intents and purposes as dead as a door now do you ever feel mentally and spiritually alone in the world perhaps everybody does to miss e a warner new york june fourth eighteen sixty nine 
i concluded you had gone and died and got buried without letting me know when your letter reached me via dorset what possessed you to send it there when you knew you naughty thing that i was having general assembly i can't imagine but i suppose being a congregationalist you thought general assembly wasn't nothing and that i could entertain squads of deities for a fortnight more or less just as well at dorset i could hear my dear read the papers and go in the way you should go and behave yourselves as if two hundred and fifty ministers haven't worn streaks in the grass round the church haven't some of them been here to dinner and eaten my strawberry shortcake and cottage puddings and praised my coffee and drank two cups apiece all round and as if i hadn't been set up on end for those of em to look at who are reading katie and as if going furiously to work after they'd all gone didn't use me up and spend me lopping down on sofas sighing like a what's-its-name well well the ignorance of you country folks and the wisdom of us city folks we hope to get to dorset by the seventeenth of this month depends on how many interruptions i have and how many days i have to lie by i can't imagine why i break down so for i don't know when i've been so well as during this spring but mr p and a say i work like a tiger and i suppose i do without knowing it i'm so glad you had a pleasant sunday no doubt you had more bodily strength with which to enjoy spiritual things a weak body hinders prayer and praise when the heart would sing if it were not in fetters that cramp and exhaust it monday to-day i've been enacting the tiger again and worked furiously a half scolds and half entreats but i can't help it by work i work and so there it is i've bought a dinner set and had a long visit from my old mary who wept over and kissed me and i'm going out to call on mrs wolseley this evening to-morrow a's scholars are to come and make an address to her and give her a picture she is not to know it till they arrive it is really cold after the very hot weather and some are freezing and some have internal pains i wish you could have seen me this forenoon at work in the attic a mass of dust feathers and perplexity i got hold of one of my john's innumerable trunks of papers and found among them manuscripts of several of my books laid up in lavender which i pitched into the ash barrel i suppose he thinks i may distinguish myself some time and that the discerning world will be after a scratch of my gifted pen have you read gates off the hinges the next thing will be there ain't no gates End of chapter 9, part 2.